Welcome to the Reset Podcast with Kirk Elliott, PhD, where every week we integrate politics, economics, and legislation that will impact your investment portfolios and lives. In doing this, we can reset our expectations so we can invest with wisdom, discernment, and confidence. Sit back, listen, and learn as we go on the journey of navigating through the economic jungle together. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. I'm joined once again by Dr. Kirk Elliott. We're going to talk silver. And uh, I, was, I was just telling you that I've seen about a half a dozen people that are saying, basically, uh, we're going to see a collapse of the banking system. Because, you know, the banking system has uh, basically been running since 2008, 2009 uh, with, with Fed help. And instead of letting that process work its way out, they've just been pumping, 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 pumping all the way to right now. So now we're starting to re-enter that same cycle again, and they're raising rates. So what, what do you think is going to happen? Well, so I think in this month in July, uh, they're going to have another rate increase. And see, we have to look back the last three months. We had a quarter of a point and then a half a point and then three quarters of a point. I would be shocked if it weren't three quarters of a point again. Um, just because the inflationary pressures aren't subsiding. They're, they're actually getting worse. Um, and I can't remember, on, on our last show, did we talk about Turkey and Zimbabwe and their inflationary so, pressures there? We, we have on other shows, but m- maybe not specifically okay. uh, last show. But yeah, I know there's okay. inflationary pr- pressures there, yeah. Okay, so it's actually worse than some inflationary <laughs> pressures, what they're doing, but... This all points to everything that we've been talking about um, on, on having tangible assets like gold and silver to be a de facto currency in a time of crisis when everything is falling apart, right? So, right. so the fact that, that what we were just saying, that the Fed raising rates 25, 50, three quarters, and then I think they're going to do another three quarters. Why, why do they have to do that? Well, they have to do that to slow down inflation, Right. So if inflation weren't a big issue, well, then they wouldn't have to keep raising rates so much. But so that tells us that it is an issue. Well, Turkey, I mean, as bad as we think it is here, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with with gas prices doubling and wheat going up 40 percent since the beginning of the year and all of these. I mean, everything that we're seeing is absolutely just going crazy. Mm -hmm. So so but it tells us that that their inflation numbers are or they're lying about it because it's not 8.5. So it's more like 25. So imagine if you lived in Turkey, their, their inflation just went up to 78.62%. Wow. Annualized, right. So, but the, the, but here's, here's the issue with this. Turkey's population is not America's population. It's not as wealthy. Right. So when you have, that kind of inflation with for 84 million people that have basically lost hope for improvement. So in the near term, because of the Russia Ukraine war, because of high energy and food prices, because Russia is the main provider of both for Turkey. And there's really no exports coming out of there because they've shut them down. So, so that means that they had uh, a basically sharply depre- deprecated Lira, which is, which is their currency, right? So, Imagine a world where people can't afford to feed their kids, right? Imagine where 
you're just hungry and there's poverty and, and you're going hungry. Right. So, so this is the problem in, in Turkey. What always follows economic crisis is social disarray. Oh yeah. Chaos, riots, protesting, all of that. Right. So that's, what's probably coming in Turkey, but you know what, how are we any different? Oh yeah. That's what's going to come here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that we're not a third world country when when you've got inflation that ravages an economy and people can't really afford to live. You're going to have riots and protests. And and America's actually really good at protesting. <laughs> they seem to protest everything and, and even stuff that doesn't matter, like save Britney Spears. Right. It's like because her parents are stealing her money or whatever it is. Right. Exactly. Like, can't, can't you? Go find a job, right? It's like, geez. But, but anyways, um, there, are, there are people that are wanting to hire, right? They can't find work. Oh, yeah, quite a you bit. So, so anyways, we've got that happening in Turkey. But now what happened in Zimbabwe is, is even worse. So Zimbabwe in 2020 had inflation of close to a million percent. Wow, yeah. I mean, it was insane. And so what happened... It was immediate poverty. It was immediate wealth de- deprivation. They had penniless billionaires, right? And and people couldn't afford to feed their families, right? So so they remember that all too well because it was only two years ago, right? So so they made some policy adjustments. They changed things. They started pegging to the dollar. They did some other things. And inflation at the beginning of this year came down to to eight hundred percent. I was like, okay, that came down to 800%. That's how stinky it was, right? But then it came down even further. So just to, you know, and maybe um, February, March timeframe, it came down to 60%. Well, now with everything coming out of the Russia, Ukraine um, area, uh, Africa is is the main recipient of, of a lot of the agricultural commodities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, their, their inflation now in Zimbabwe, because they are printing money like there's no tomorrow again mm-hmm. in May was a hundred and let me get the number, right. Let me get it right. It was 132% in May in June, their inflation went up to 191.6%. So they've got their policymakers are thinking, Oh my word, this is just like 20. 20- we, we can't have a million percent inflation again. We, we just can't, right? So, so they're getting jittery. They're, they're really, because they know that social unrest comes after an economic downfall, right? So, so here's what, what they just did. This is huge, Michael. This is huge because other countries are going to start following suit. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher the name and I apologize to everybody. John... Mangudia, I think is how you pronounce it. He's the um, Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe's president, right? So he announced that they're going to issue gold coins in in Zimbabwe um, to basically act as a store of value. So you can have the Zimbabwe dollar, but they know that it's deflating, um, losing value because of the inflationary pressures, right? So here's his exact quote. I'm going to actually give you two quotes from him. First one, the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe's Monetary Policy Committee 
resolved to introduce gold coins into the market as an instrument that will enable investors to store value. So what's inherent in that statement? That the whatever they had before doesn't store value, right? <laughs> Which is their currency because they're printing it like there's it's nobody's business. So next quote from John Mangudia. Uh, For a long time, the market did not have many investment options and this is a new asset class. It's like, okay, that's that's a dumb statement. Calling gold a new asset class when it's been around for millennia, countries have fought over it. King Solomon had it, right? I mean, it's like, it's not a new asset class. However, I'm not disagreeing with their assessment that people need to go into it, right? So the thinking was inspired by the need to come up with an instrument that addresses the inflation problems in the economy where purchasing power has been eroded. From what we are gathering, it is going to be a store value. Okay, so what did Zimbabwe just do? They're basically saying their currency stinks, people need to invest in gold, and but it's being done at the national level. It's being done as a currency. They're issuing it as money, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing that we had in America in the 1920s when a one-ounce you know, gold coin had $20 face value on it, you could exchange it for a $20 bill, right? So same exact thing. Now, this year, though, it's the second country that's basically starting to say gold is, is the real deal. Russia did it earlier yep. by backing their currency with gold. So yep. now you've got Russia and Zimbabwe, just like there's country after country after country that's being dismantled from the petrodollar, there's going to be country after country after country that starts to follow suit because they don't want the civil unrest that comes after economic contraction, which always happens. It just always happens. So in Zimbabwe, more than anybody right now, other than maybe Venezuela, is is very cognizant of what happens when, when you get inflation that runs out of control, right? So now, Here's where we start to connect some dots and it gets really interesting. So we know what Russia did. We now know what Zimbabwe just did in issuing gold. What did the U.S. House of Representatives do on July 6th? So on July 6th, and and everyone should go look at it. If you go to like the uscode.house.gov, you can look at the U.S. code, right? Our, Our law. Mm-hmm. Well, 12 USC 95A to 95B, they omitted. They actually struck this language out of the U.S. code. Well, what language did they just omit? They omitted the language that says, um, which related to regulation of transactions in foreign exchange of gold and silver, property transfers, vested interest, enforcements, and penalties was omitted Um as of the act of October 6, 1917, um, under Title 50, War and National Defense. So what did they just do? They basically took out the language in the U.S. code that, that basically Nixon put in there also in 1971 that says you cannot use gold and silver for international settlements. You can't use it for international exchange. Nixon closed the gold window in 1971. Now, what is this? What is the big deal about them taking out gold and silver out of this language? Well, it means now gold and silver can be used for international transactions and international settlements. Okay, 
So what's used for international transactions? Currency, right? Yep. You couldn't have a currency that's backed by gold and still use it internationally because gold was not allowed via this code. So now that they took that out, you could, they paved the way on July 6th, two days ago, to have a gold-backed currency. This is huge. And everything that we've been talking about, about a financial reset, about a gold-backed dollar, um, this is absolutely massive because it couldn't have been done before until now. So this is, this is a huge step forward in everything that we're talking about. So how does this impact you and I? Well, it impacts us because we're investing into silver. Ultimately, if now that they can it done, we're, we're not saying that they will, but we're saying that now they can back the currency by gold. I full on believe that they will because Zimbabwe is doing it. Russia is starting to do it. It's just, you know, countries are doing it because they don't want civil unrest. They want something that's real. They want something that's tangible. Fiat-based currencies, time in the sun is is being eliminated right so this is a big huge first step for everybody that's invested in silver that's ultimately going to roll those profits and go into gold when you have a currency that it sure looks like they're paving the way to back our currency with gold yeah so i i've i've had several people that i that i follow that said that silver will once this happens once the banks collapse because there's Talk today, I saw this one guy said that, uh, Chase said that, be aware that your your transactions may not go through online. Chase Bank. Now, just the other day, I, I woke up a little early and I, I went to check my account at five o'clock in the morning um, and I could not get on for a whole hour. Really? Yeah. So um, that's, that's a little concerning, obviously. So we're starting to see the the cracks in the system start to show themselves. Now, anyone that's been around knows about the last uh, time that the uh, we had a, a, a massive stock market uh, stock market crash back in uh, 2009 ish. Uh, you could not get more than a couple hundred dollars out of the bank in one day. They would not allow it. So, because they like we talked about in the beginning, have they been pumping and pumping and pumping all the way since 2009? Uh, and then through uh, the COVID lockdown, and now there's now they're starting to raise rates. That's inverse of what they should be doing, continuing to uh, pump money into the system. So that is going to be a massive um, uh, crash for the stock market. Some the the debt is going to explode, and when it explodes, like we're like you're talking about with Zimbabwe and uh, other countries, then it's it's a massive uh, you know people on the streets. We have just recently. Uh, Shinzo Abe was uh, assassinated in Japan. Uh, so we've talked about, you know, how civil unrest is, is going to start to kick off. And uh, these revolutions from the past are going to seem like child's play compa- compared to what's coming. BRICS. So BRICS, yeah. Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa and Argentina is asking China if they can join. And China is giving the green light. So we're seeing another country that's been rocked by inflation, getting ready to join BRICS. So anytime any country has has shown uh, that they want to go away from uh, the American dollar, like Saddam Hussein did, he's like, I'm not going to use the American dollar to uh, to you to buy oil anymore. We know what happened with that. All right. right. So it's it's going to be, you know, catastrophic, I think, going forward. But it's a system that has to collapse. 
And then we go back to silver. Silver goes to 600, like I've been hearing from people, and then possibly to 2000. I've heard six different experts say that. It's like, wow. But that makes sense uh, when yeah. you see how much has been suppressed for so long. It absolutely does make sense. And, mm-hmm. and here's the thing. I mean, I've been talking for a year um, that I thought that my number was 75 to $100 an ounce. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's tripling to quadrupling from where we are today in a year. Nobody's going to cry crocodile tears over tripling to quadrupling, right? But this is one time in my life I hope I'm dead dog wrong, right? I, I truly hope that I'm wrong because others in, in I mean, I was just – uh, with Bo Polney just a little bit ago, mm. and he's been on record of saying 600 to 1,000. Yeah. And, you know, he has an algorithm and a methodology that justifies that number. I, yeah, I've, 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 I've watched him too. Yeah, I, that's yeah. one of the guys, yeah. Yeah, cool. and I have one that justifies my number, right? It's based on mm-hmm. history. But but the reality is, whenever you look at a trend, the, the forecasters that, that do it, the high guy is never right, and the low guy is never right, right? It sure. usually happens to be somewhere in the middle. It's just the bell curve. It's just mm-hmm. the law of averages, right? So so it's probably going to be somewhere then between 100 and, and the 1,000 range, right? Because yeah. I'm on the low end. I, I truly am. Of all the economists that, that I know, yeah. my numbers are on the low end, but I'd rather under-promise and over-deliver. Um, absolutely and that's what you do yeah, definitely. Un- unreal expectations right but oh right. my word how cool would it be if all of your silver all of my silver all of our clients silver oh all of it went to it's it's, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna rocket there's no question it's gonna rocket but you know how high it goes remains to be seen so if we see a banking crisis like happen back in 2007 and so which it is going to happen and it's going to be a lot worse because it's already, the cracks are already showing down. It hasn't stock market hasn't really crashed yet. So that's uh, it's, it's going to be catastrophic. So there will be a crash of that system and then a movement very rapidly into like, they're already paving the way they already see it. They know it's coming. So they're paving the way. Thank God there's somebody who's got some sense out there. Yeah, there is no doubt. So, so, you know, you've got the stuff happening with the U.S. House and the code. You've got the stuff happening in Zimbabwe. Very huge fractures happening in, in Turkey. Um, this is, I, I mean, I don't want to be fearful, and, I, and I'm not yeah. a fear-oriented person. Mm-hmm. But we have to realize social unrest always follows economic chaos. Right. Always does. Not just, not just in our individual lives, right? You know, seeing riots and protests in the street. War always follows economic downturns. You can go back to the, to the, you know, the Great Depression, right? What followed that? World War II. What about in 2000? Well, that what followed Bush's unpopularity was the stock market crash. And then you had 9-11, mm-hmm. right? Which is still the war that's going on today. Right. What about right now? What about this time? Well, you've got Russia, Ukraine. Now you've got China flexing, building up the massing large amounts of troops, the largest in the history of China. Mm-hmm. Economic downturn followed by war. It's not just individuals where there's riots and protests in the street. We're talking about countries. So there's some of this stuff that's just human psychology um, that we can't change. Yeah. But what can we do? We can identify we can act accordingly, and at least we can get out of harm's way with our finances and allow those to thrive. That's why you and I can both have a smile on our face when we talk about it, because 
our finances don't need to erode. They can actually grow given the foundations of the economy that we're living in because there's certain things that cause them to go up, certain things that cause them to go down. Everything that we are seeing right now is, is very bullish. It, it will act like a balloon pushing gold and silver and propelling it up. And that's how we as wise and prudent investors that have wisdom and discernment and intuition can minimize our risk and maximize our return. That's where silver comes into play right now. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh it's going to be stabilizing, you know, but at some point at somewhere it has to find that stabilization uh number. So as it rockets up like we're like we've talked about several times, it's going to it's going to peak at some point and then we roll it over to gold because that's been the that's been the pattern throughout time. Yeah. Uh, so we follow the patterns uh, it rockets. Uh, we, we may see if, if we follow patterns, I hope it doesn't follow this, but like you're talking about, uh, we may see, um, massive economic decline. Uh, basically the currency, I, I believe this will happen. The currency basically gets so devalued that it has to, uh, go to silver and gold, uh, just like Zimbabwe, just like Russia, uh, just like I think a lot of the BRICS countries are going to go and, and pretty much the rest of the world. So what is it? Is it, the U.S. petrodollar against the world—it's not gonna—it's not gonna work. <laughs> All right? right. So we're seeing in Europe right now, with uh, you know, they're turning off the uh, the gas. Um, it's it's the same pattern. So we we basically gave Russia, we tried to appease Russia by letting them do uh, their um, gas pipeline uh, into Germany, uh, and then the war started four months later. We just sent a bunch of oil from our oil reserves to China. So another appeasement movement. So we we saw what happened when that didn't work out with Russia. I don't think it's going to work with China either. So uh, we're looking at something happening. I, I've seen it. You've, you've talked about it. We both we both see the patterns. And uh, once that, that one kicks off, it's going to be pretty substantial. So you, you have two superpowers that we're basically poking our, our thumb in their eye. It's not not smart. It is not smart. It's it's not it's not being mean to your neighbor, being a bully. We're dealing with a nuclear power on both fronts, and it's really not going to be a, a good outcome. It generally is not. Yeah, very good. All right, I know you're you're in Virginia Beach, uh, one of my old stomping grounds, the Navy SEAL. Love that area. I'll be out there in about a week on a tour. You're on a tour. How's it going out there? It's going really good. I mean. Uh, Eric and Eric Trump, Donald Jr. were just here. We've got, um, you know, General Flynn is here. We're at the Clay Clark event in Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. I'm actually in, as Scott McKay is here, I'm, I'm actually in his bus right, right now. Yeah. I've been in that bus here. before. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so uh, thankfully, because it's so noisy in the auditorium, <laughs> it's like, I can't find a quiet place. It's like, oh no, I've got Michael's show. I got to find a quiet place. And so it's like, dude, Scott. Can you let me use the bus? <laughs> so, sure. Oh, you're going to talk to Mike Jacob? Okay. Yeah, just Definitely. go lock the, door, lock the door when you leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Scott, my buddy. Yeah, thanks a lot. Tell Scott yeah. I said thanks. I will. Yeah, I know you got to run, and uh, I appreciate you coming on and doing this every week. It's uh, it's really uh, informative. I like it. it. For me, it's entertaining because I, I love this information, and uh, I get a lot out of it every time we, we talk, and uh, I know my – my audience loves this, this information as well. So you're, you're really uh, pushing the envelope here and I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. 
Oh, you bet. It's my pleasure. You have an awesome weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Cheers. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. Every week, our goal is to increase your knowledge and help melt away any financial anxiety and stress that causes inaction. In any economy and with any presidential administration, there are things we can do to thrive and not just survive. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We look forward to our next time together on the next installment of Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. If you have any questions, call us at 720-605-3900 or simply email us at info at kirkelliotphd.com.